0: Back to a point of view. Uh, here's a little bit of my conversation with Representative Josh Bochet about North Dakota Governor Doug Bergen wanting to uh, replace or put in put in place, I should say, his own person for that open house seat in District 8 right here in North Dakota. You tweeted out uh, recently, according to the attorney general's statement regarding Governor Bergen wanting to fill the District 8 house seat. Um on his own, and you say hey, it's a blatant overreach by the governor into the legislative branch. This certainly isn't going to bode well for the governor. It may be the one thing to unify the legislature. I've talked to some other legislators that like, Chris, th- this could be, and this is their words, not mine, you know, civil war. So I want to share with you something real quick to give you a chance to respond. But yesterday at the presser, Governor Burgum was asked about um, his decision to do this by himself. I spoke with the District 8 chair today, he has not spoken to Governor Burgum, he doesn't even know who this Wade gentleman is that Governor Burgum wants to put in position. But here's what uh, some of what Governor Burgum said about uh, why he made this decision. It was just a, uh, a, felt a obligation to fill my constitutional duties in the governor's office. And it really wasn't about politics, it was ensuring that the people of District 8 have a great representative to, uh, to represent them in the upcoming legislature.
1: Josh, your reaction? Well, <laughs> the fact that it happened first thing the day after the election without consulting even the chair of the the community of the district that this impacts, um, you know, this obviously has been in the works. Uh, the governor had a plan and, and he executed it. Um, but from the legislator's standpoint, you know, regardless of what vein of Republican or Democrat you are in, we all are, are in agreement that uh, this is another example of the governor overreaching. And um, it's it's not going to bode well. It's unfortunate because, you know, I think relationships have really been built, built as we've addressed this pandemic. But to do this right off the chute as we go into session, um, it's not, it's not, and that's not even coming from me as a Democrat. I know that the, this is more of the Republican on Republican problem. Yeah. It's going to create more challenges for us to be able to address the important issues we have to address.
0: So he says it's his constitutional duty. I mean, the Constitution, I'm assuming, with Trump statute. Again, you've got the AG opinion. I mean, I don't want to get too wonky legally here, but uh, do you know, does the legislature just acquiesce? What's the plan here to have the legislature uh, have their own separation of power?
1: Right. Well, regardless, I mean, it's going to take some sort of litigation. And what we do, you know, is from the Democratic standpoint, and we agree with the governor, is that unfortunately, because Mr. Andall died wall on the ballot he is no longer a qualified elector on election day which is what the statute and the the constitution says um so in our viewpoint that means the next person with the next amount of votes becomes the elected individual who happens to be a democrat um the the part that we all agree on in the legislature is that the governor doesn't get to go pick who serves uh, and represents a community. The community gets to do that. And they did that when they voted. Um, and while certainly some folks may not have known that Mr. Andal was no longer alive, um, folks still voted for four candidates. And there's a, a ranking of how those folks were voted for. And if Mr. Andall wasn't a, quali- a qualified elector on the date of the election, uh, then the next person in line uh, should should have that seat.
0: I mean, I think you guys make a strong argument. Why? Why isn't the Democrat just automatically going to be put in that seat?
1: Well, we, you know, part of what we're looking at is, is litigating that. But, you know, unlike the governor, we recognize that the votes aren't even certified until next Monday. So, while well, yes, you know, looking at the ballots, we know who won, but there's still an official process that the county and the district has to go through. And so, we want to honor that, um, and and we'll have more uh, more response next week once that becomes certified. Uh, anything else you want to share on that, Josh? No, I just, you know, it's obviously going to, it's a, it's a shaky start to the legislative session, and it's unfortunate.
0: I got to say, sitting in my seat, I can't wait. It's going to
1: be a to watch. You'll hear from a lot of us, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I want to ask you this, though, because because before
0: we went live, you and I just touched on it, but, but I want to get your take on, you know, you won, but it seemed like you guys decreased your seats again in, in both chambers, I think. And so I'm just curious, what, What's your take on why the Democrat message just doesn't seem to be resonating with North Dakotans? Are you going to change it, tweak it?
1: Yeah, you know, it's 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 clear um, from what we're hearing and not only our post-election analysis, but also throughout the campaign that it is very hard for our candidates to be separated from the national brand of the Democratic Party. Um, and in, in North Dakota, you know, it's clear that folks support the president um, and it's uh, it's tough for our candidates, no matter how independent they are. I mean, you cannot get anyone more independent than Senator Larry Robinson. Senator John Grabinger, who will tell you like it is from the from morning to night, and then Jim Dotsonrod down in, in the Winemary area. I mean, these are three men who took care of their communities. They fought hard for the institutions and for the um, the, the jobs that were down there and the people that comprise that community. They didn't represent a party. They represented the people. Mm-hmm. Um, And so it's unfortunate that their message of that independentness was not able to resonate through.
0: Thank you so much to uh, Representative Josh Beauche, the North Dakota House Minority Leader, for joining us here today on a beautiful, beautiful Friday. So please share your point of view with us. Once you've heard there from Representative Beauche, you can email us, you can text us, leave us a voicemail. We'll be right back.